Welcome to the Tech Suite, your go-to source for the latest legal updates on the fastest moving sector. Brought to you by Minter Ellison Rudd Watts. I'm your host, Richard Wells. I'm a partner in our commercial and technology team. And I'm joined by Susie McMillan, who's a senior associate in our team. Hi, Hi Richard. In today's podcast, we're going to be looking into Information Privacy Principle 12, IPP12 as we call it, uh, and how to comply with this principle when you're sending personal information outside of New Zealand. In a global marketplace where data can freely be transferred and stored in multiple jurisdictions at the click of a button, it really is vital for businesses to understand their obligations under the Privacy Act in respect of offshore disclosure. And so today, we're going to provide you with an overview of IPP12, which deals with this, and we'll discuss some of the key considerations businesses need to take into account when disclosing information outside of New Zealand. But before we begin, the usual note, nothing we're discussing today is legal advice. Thanks, Richard. So it's probably useful to start off with a a brief look at IPP12 itself. Um, Do you have any insight into how this new principle came about? It came about because there was a gap. We didn't really have specific regulation in this space in the New Zealand privacy regime. There were always limits on what one could do by way of disclosure. But really, we used to get a lot of questions. When we're sending information offshore, what laws do we need to comply with? Are we taking appropriate steps? And what needs to be done to safeguard the interests of New Zealanders, I suppose, and um, and individuals based in New Zealand uh, to ensure that their information was being handled in an appropriate way? So, voila, here yeah, we go, I, I think I think that's great. And, and I guess it reflects as well those similar provisions that came into effect through the EU's General Data Protection Regulation. I think that sort of was the first um, step towards these offshore disclosure requirements, you know, and then Australia followed with their own requirements in this space. So naturally, New Zealand was going to be going to be following suit in that respect. Thanks, Susie. So for New Zealand entities then, what do we need to ensure when we're asked to disclose personal information to a foreign entity? Well, the new law essentially requires agencies to only disclose personal information to a foreign entity if it believes on reasonable grounds that it meets one of the criteria set out in IPP12. So this could be that the business, uh, the foreign entity is carrying on business in New Zealand and is therefore subject to the Privacy Act. It could be that the foreign entity is subject to privacy laws that overall provide comparable safeguards to those set out in our Privacy Act. Um, You can also disclose the information if the foreign entity is subject to privacy laws of a country or is a participant in a binding scheme that has been designated through regulation as sort of a safe harbour jurisdiction, coming to that more later on. And then the final one that's relied on quite a lot is where you have 
other prescriptions or conditions around the disclosure that protects the information in a way that is similar to our Privacy Act. And so that's looking at contractual protections, so to speak, between the two parties. And of course, we don't want to forget the ability to transfer where you have the individual's authorization. The Act does allow you to disclose information to a foreign entity if you've obtained the authorization of the individual provided that they have first been expressly informed um, that the information may not be subject to comparable protections. So there's a lot to unpack here and I guess it's important to note at this point that although this is a really positive step towards better protection, for organisations that are relying on these um, conditions it's actually not necessarily a straightforward answer and I think there is a bit to unpack in terms of deciding which ground you're going to rely on in a particular scenario. I'm with you. The steps or hurdles that you go through to, to make that assessment are really, really important. And so why don't we have a look at now at what agencies need to do to, to comply with IPP12. So I might just kick off by really dealing with a gateway issue, if I can call it that. So. The first question, of course, is are you actually disclosing personal information to a foreign entity to begin with? So many of the, the listeners will be familiar with this basic concept under privacy law of what we call agency. So agency is a situation where the, I'll call it the data owner, the entity that owns or controls the data might disclose that to another entity. So what do New Zealand agencies need to do to comply? Well, I think the initial hurdle is assessing whether you actually disclose personal information or not. And believe it or not, that's not a simple answer because of what we call the concept of agency. Agency is a term that we often throw around in privacy circles and it's really a, a way of just saying that the, the entity that you disclose information to has to be using it for their own individual purposes in order for it to be a disclosure. If they are simply processing that information on your behalf or for your purposes, then they can be doing that in New Zealand or they can be doing it offshore and it doesn't really matter. The key is that they are only processing your information for your purposes, even though it might be in their hands. And in that situation, it is not a disclosure. So that's the first point. If you actually are then um, confident that you're dealing with a scenario that's not an agency, where a disclosure is actually taking place, then the first thing to consider is what branch of IPP12 are you falling under? So this might require agencies to undertake a little bit of due diligence to understand the foreign entity with whom they're going to be sharing that personal information. And so as part of that due diligence, you probably want to understand three basic questions. The first one is, where is the foreign entity going to be based? What country? You need to understand what type of personal information is being disclosed. And then the third question is, around what sort of scope of use the information is being put to. I suppose if you're wanting to ask additional questions and be really diligent, you could make some inquiries about the protections that were in place from a systematic or operational perspective that the entity might have in place. 
but between that suite of information you're really understanding the particular scope of use of the information in its context in the overseas um, environment. So with that in mind, Suze, what would your expectations be around how IPP12 could work out from there? So we expect that you know, many organisations will seek to rely on the grounds that, you know, they're reasonably satisfied that the information is going to a country that has comparable safeguards to ours. Most of our key trade markets do appear to have quite similar privacy protections as New Zealand. So particularly when we're looking at, you know, um, sectors in Australia or the EU, etc., you know, there is a sort of a general understanding that our privacy laws align. But I want to point out that that assessment is not always as straightforward as it may seem. So it may look on paper like we have similar laws, but if you unpack that, um, in reality, some laws may actually not be as comparable as you think. So for example, you know, let's look at Australia, one of our key markets where information is disclosed to. It appears very similar to our Act, and in fact, some provisions are almost yeah. identical. But actually, they contain, Australia's law contains some key exceptions, you know, for small businesses are excluded. It also does, their Privacy Act doesn't apply to employee information. Mm. So some quite considerable differences there. So to take you through an example, if you have a parent company in Australia and you are going to be disclosing uh, employee-related information to that parent company who will use it for their own purposes as part of their um, group entity operations, you know, it's actually arguable whether Australia provides comparable privacy protections in that particular scenario. So you may, in that uh, area, have to rely on one of the other grounds as opposed to relying on the, the premise that we have comparable laws to Australia. Mm. Um, Australia is looking at removing some of those exceptions, but at this stage they are only proposals and they are not yet law. So mm. um, I think it is one point to, to keep an eye out for. It's really difficult for entities to understand whether New Zealand's laws are going to be comparable with a particular overseas jurisdiction without quite diligent inquiry. Mm. And I think because of that where we really go from that scenario that you've just um, outlined really clearly is that it's safer for an organisation maybe to work through that one and instead look to perhaps rely on contractual protections that can be put in place to absolutely ensure from a contractual perspective that that base obligations are going to be in place for that particular disclosure. I think that's right and from a practical perspective anyway when you are disclosing information with you know, an external third party, you will no doubt have a contractual relationship already mm. and those contracts will already have to some extent privacy or data protection related provisions. So it's not a huge step to then include a couple more provisions which essentially will give you that comfort that you're meeting the requirements of that IPP12 condition. Helpfully, the OPC, the Office of the Privacy Commissioner, has also developed quite detailed guidance on, on this point and they've also released those standard contractual clauses that organisations can you know, use as the basis of those contractual arrangements, which are a really 
great base, but I guess when you're looking at this from the perspective of you already have a contract in place with one entity, you have to be quite careful not to just sort of cut and paste from those standard clauses. You have to make sure that those standard clauses fit in with the front end of your agreement. Yep. And so they will require some form of tailoring to the specific data sharing arrangements that you have. So I think that's probably uh, a good place to, to wrap up this session. Um, thank you again for, for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please remember to rate, review, or to follow the Tech Suite wherever you get your podcasts. And you can subscribe to receive technology updates to your inbox via our website at mintreallison.co.nz.